Hello and welcome to Not So Secular. My name is Mon Reyes and I'll be your host here today. Lent started early this year. As we recently observed, Ash Wednesday landed on the same day as Valentine's Day, which meant that many people, many practicing Catholics in particular, had their Valentine's date either earlier or later than Feb 14. Kasi nga, fasting and abstinence, di ba? As for me and my wife, this is something that we've always done, kahit nung boyfriend-girlfriend pa lang kami, is that we would always have our Valentine's date earlier. Kasi nga, it's, part of it is to avoid the traffic and everyone else who wants to go out on a date, nakasabay mo sila mag-dinner and so on, and, you know, just the entire hassle or experience of it. And so, that's what we've always done and that's what we continue to do this year. Speaking of fasting and abstinence, what I wanted to do for today is I wanted to address a very simple question. And the question is this. Can I fast from things other than food this Lent? Okay, just to establish our basis here. Fasting and abstinence, these are practices that the church hands to us. Abstinence is the practice of not eating meat, that's beef, pork, or chicken. Ngayon, during Lent, ang context niyan is during the Fridays of Lent. So, every Friday... During that, we don't eat meat. Fasting, on the other hand, is refraining from eating, limiting our food intake, in other words. So the practice that is required to us by the church is during Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, together as one whole body, we fast, which means that we only really eat one full meal for each of those days. Merong allowance ng konti, di ba? Kung hindi man one full meal, it's two small, small, small meals that we could eat for those days. So, ang Fridays of Lent are days of abstinence. We don't eat meat. Ang Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are days of fasting and abstinence. We don't eat meat and we only eat one full meal. Dito ngayon papasok yung question natin. Can I fast from things other than food this Lent? Around this time of the year, many practicing Catholics also encourage or speak about, share about this idea a lot. The idea of fasting from non-food stuff. I want to fast, for example. I want to fast from using too much social media. I want to fast from shopping. I want to fast from watching movies. I want to fast from sugar, kind of food also. Um, I want to fast from gossip or being too judgmental. Okay lang ba yun, right? Are those valid practices of fasting as well? My initial response to that would be to say that all of these things are good things. To fast from bad habits is a good thing. To fast from bad mindsets are good. Diba? Okay yan. It's not a bad thing at all. If it helps you follow Christ better and love like Him, then sobrang okay yan. But what I wanted to clear out, what I wanted to clarify, which is really what my purpose is for making this episode in the first place, is that all of these fasting practices are not bad. They can be very good. But they are not meant to be a substitute for fasting from food. Diba? Hindi siya parang, oh, sige, I'm gonna fast from gossip. 
this entire Lent. That means that on Friday, I can eat whatever I want. Or on Ash Wednesday or Good Friday, parang okay lang. I can eat how much I want. Kasi I'm fasting from this other thing naman. Now, of course, the church does give certain regulations, diba? If you are unable to fast for health reasons or because of your age, may allowances naman. Hindi naman yan super strict. But what we need to understand is that what the church requires of us as a practice, as a whole body, is fasting from food, abstaining from a certain type of food. That is the church practice. The fasting from other stuff, as you notice, ginagamit ko yung fasting and abstinence kind of interchangeably for this discussion. No? Kasi nga, that's how people use it in this context. Anyway, going back, fasting from all of these other stuff, fasting from social media and movies and um, bad thinking, these are not bad in itself, but that's not what the church requires. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is these are good things to add upon fasting from food. perspective. Some people would say that what good is fasting from food if it's not making you a better person? What good is, is eating that longanisa or eating that tosino if it's making you more proud or if it's not leading you to be more loving or more generous or more giving and so on. And that's kind of... That's, that's where it all falls apart because we think that it has to be one or the other. Now, it's either I'm fasting from food or I'm fasting from my bad habits when the reality is we could fast from both if that's what we want. But what the church requires is not fasting from social media. What the church requires is fasting from food. Ang nangyayari kasi, in our thinking, separate natin yung outward at yung inward. Diba? Yung bodily practice at yung spiritual change that we're expecting. And we think, you know, because of our, our, our modern day minds, we think na, like, ano ba talagang purpose na itong fast natin from food? And we think that all of these other more interior changes are superior or are better than just fasting from food. But fasting from food, if you look at the scriptures, every time the word fasting is used, it is always used to refer to food. You never read a passage pertaining to Peter fasting from his anger. Or you never read a passage pertaining to Thomas fasting from his doubts. There's no such thing. Whenever the term fasting is used, it's implied food. Because that's how it's always been. That's what the practice actually is. Now, today, can we use the same term fasting for other stuff? Of course. Yes, that's how it's grown over these years. But again, it's not meant to be a substitute. Some people might refer to certain verses like in Joel chapter 2 where it says, Rend your hearts, not your garments. Diba? It's not about what we look at, what we look like on the outside. It's, what, it's about what's happening within in our hearts. Or um, we could refer to certain passages which say, Obedience is better than sacrifice, referring to the different sacrifices that were being made by God's people during that time. But those sacrifices were empty because they're not honoring the Lord, they're not loving their neighbor, and so on. And there is a valid point to make with these verses, with these passages, but let's not forget that the one who gave the, the rituals in the first place is God himself when he established his covenant with his people. The one who told them how to sacrifice this and what kind of festivals to celebrate and what kind of um, practices to do, it was God himself who did that, who gave all of those. The problem was not that the rituals were bad. The problem was that the rituals were being misused and abused. But here's the thing. 
the abuse or misuse of a thing does not negate its proper use. So let's not be too quick to throw away something that we see is being abused. It just means that it doesn't, it should not be abused. You know, that's the idea. The solution, when we see something being abused, um, a good thing being abused in the wrong way, misused in the wrong way, the solution to that is not to therefore, oh, sige, tapo na lang natin yan, wala nang halaga yan. Sometimes that might be the case, but more often, the solution would be to redeem the proper use of the thing. Because we might be letting go of a value that we do not see because we're too quick to jump to conclusions. We're too quick to judge with our modern eyes the things that we do not understand. The things that have lasted for generations, for years. These practices that are very, very important. That's why Jesus, after his baptism, when he was preparing to begin his ministry, fasted from food. And notice, accompanied with that fasting from food was the testing in the wilderness. Him having an inward battle as the outward practice is being lived out. It's not separate. The inward and the outward are not meant to be separated. Yes, there are distinctions, but they're not too different. They're not, they're not supposed to be put in two different categories altogether as if yung inward natin walang kinalaman sa outward natin at yung outward natin walang kinalaman sa inward natin. This is one of the beauties of the Catholic faith, the Catholic teaching that we don't value the body over the soul and the soul over the body. No, it's body and soul. What matters within us is important, but what happens outside of us or what we do with our physical bodies, ano yung mga practices natin, yung mga rituals natin, that matters too. And that actually affects what's happening within us as well. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1434, it says, The interior penance of the Christian can be expressed in many and various ways. Scripture and the Fathers insist above all on three forms, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. Notice the language. It says, the interior penance, what is happening within, the change inside, can be expressed in these outward practices. Fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. Hindi magkahiwalay ang ating inward life at ang ating outward life. These practices mean something. These practices have value. And so, where does that put us? If you want to fast from social media, yes. Go. Sure. Fast from food alongside that. If you want to fast from from um, being too quick to judge, yes. Sure. Go. Fast from food as well. It's not an either-or. As we bring this episode to a close, make lang tayo today, yes, I'd like to add one last thing about fasting. Don't fast from sins. Don't fast from watching porn. Don't fast from selfishness. Don't fast from hurting other people. If it's a sin, it's not meant to be fasted from. It's meant to be repented of. The time of Lent is also a time for repentance. Fasting accompanies repentance. Yes. But the idea kasi behind fasting is, okay, I'm gonna fast 
from food right now, but after the fasting period is over, then I could eat. Or I'm gonna fast from using too much social media, but as, after the, the time of fasting is done, you can use social media again. The same is not true for sin. We don't just fast from it for a while. What we want is to heal, to recover from this brokenness and to hopefully not do it again. That's called repentance. We want to repent from sin and fast from excesses. And Lent, this time of Lent that we are in right now, is a perfect time for both, both fasting and repentance. In what way is God calling you back to Him right now? In what way do you need to encounter Him anew in this season of your life? In what area of your life are you keeping Him from coming in from one reason or another? This is the perfect time to invite Him back in. I am not speaking to you here as someone who does this great, does this well all of the time. I am speaking to you as someone who in many ways are in need of repentance. I need to repent of many things in many areas of my life and I want to do this with you. This is the beauty of the church inviting us to this entire season together so that we could do this with each other. The entire purpose of Lent is to prepare for Holy Week. What happens in Holy Week? Holy Week is when we remember what Jesus did for us, how he died for us on the cross, how he gave himself to us. Are we ready to receive Him? And it ends ultimately in Easter where Jesus is risen from the dead. And His new life, in the same manner that His sacrifice was given to us, His new life is also being offered to us. Are we in a state where we are ready to receive that? That is what Lent is about. That is what fasting is about. That is what repentance is all about coming back to the Lord, receiving His goodness, receiving His presence in our lives, and learning to love like Him, be more like Him. Fast from food, fast from your bad habits and bad mindsets, and repent from sin. These are the ways that we can be faithful to the church's invitation and requirement for us this Lent. That is all for today. Thank you very much for listening all the way through. I hope you learned something new here. And please do share this episode if it was helpful for you. And if you think it would be helpful for someone else that you might know, yung mga share nyo sa social media goes a long way. Last year, I also published an episode related to fasting. That's episode 59, What Does the Bible Have to Say About Fasting? If you want to revisit that, you may do so. If you haven't listened to it yet, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. It might help you also here today in this time of Lent. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for being present. Thank you very much for your support. And I'll see you in our next episode. Bye!